Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, all one word. Are you proud to be a boy, or would you rather be a girl? I forgot to say this later when I talk about their history, but the term Proud Boys comes from a song written for the movie Aladdin, you know, the Disney animated film Aladdin from 1992? Well, there's a song called Proud of Your Boy. It was cut from the movie, but apparently they put it on the album for the movie. And so, for whatever reason, you know, I guess it was a joke. That's how they named them, Proud Boys. So I've been thinking about the Proud Boys a little bit, because I was, uh, I would say it's arguing. I was arguing with a buddy. And I don't normally say, but I live in Oregon. So that's the same state that has Portland, which is like the, it's the capital of Antifa. I might do an Antifa podcast sometime, but Rose City Antifa. Rose City is the, whatever, it's one of the nicknames for Portland. Uh, Rose City Antifa is the first group to use the word Antifa uh, in America, basically. Like, I think Italy had some anti-fascists back in the day, but of course they also had Mussolini with, like, real fascism. And I don't like Antifa. I think... uh, I think they're being violent towards no good end. Like, I don't, I think, whatever, I think they make America worse. If they think they're helping black people, they ain't. If they think they're helping poor people, they ain't. So, I hate Antifa. I actually knew a guy, he was part of, like, the original, Antifa's gotten, you know, it's gotten muddy. The waters have gotten muddied since George Floyd. But, like, Portland had has had Antifa people going for years before George Floyd was murdered. And I had a buddy, a real nice guy, really fun guy, uh, who basically was an Antifa member. Like, I don't know, I don't even even, I don't even know if he knew the word Antifa, but he's just kind of an adrenaline junkie, and so, like, I don't know what he's doing now, I haven't talked to him in years, but maybe five years ago, so, huh, 2016, yeah, it must have been about the time that Trump was getting elected. Uh, he would put on all black and put on a hood, and dude, he had no political opinions. He was very young. He was a young, good-looking white man, uh, who had zero political opinions on anything, but he loved his adrenaline junkie stuff, and he would just go down there, and they'd, whatever, get it on with the cops. And so, I mean, to take one person and say all of Antifa is like that, it's probably not true. I think nowadays Antifa has more... If you're a member of Antifa, you have more of a political position, but uh, I just I just think everyone should be aware that sometimes you just, whatever, it's just a, adrenaline junkies. And I'll tell you what, it does look fun. Like, I'd be too afraid to get hurt, but, uh, you know, live-action role-playing, LARPing, to go out there and fight the cops, I mean, it would not be boring. That'd be the least boring thing you could do. If you were bored and you went and did that, you'd be like, Sweet, I sorted my boredom problem. But, so I wanted to know more about the Proud Boys, because my buddy disliked them. And I went and looked for uh, a podcast episode that explains the history of the Proud Boys. And so I found one, it was Angry Planet. It's some podcast that I've never heard of. You know, they're they're on the left. I don't know if they're communists or not. But, uh... Ten months ago. Right now it's August 2021, so late 2020, before uh, Trump lost and Biden was elected. Um, they had some independent reporter on there, and he covers 
proud boy type stuff in Portland, Oregon. I think he lives, yeah, he lives in Portland, Oregon too. And uh, in case my buddy that I was arguing with listens to this, um, he was like, I don't like Antifa and I don't like the Proud Boys. Then he'd go on a rant about the Proud Boys. And I'd be like, what about Antifa? He'd be like, well, I don't like either of them. And then he'd go on another rant about the Proud Boys. So anyways, he pretends to dislike both, but he definitely dislikes the Proud Boys more. And his reasoning was that they're from out of town. And so if you come from out of town to do violence, then you are whatever. You're scum. And, uh, I don't know, that was interesting. I, I think it's depends on how you look at it. I'll cover that too, just because just my buddy, that was his main thing, was violence plus out-of-towner equals scum. And I think, you know, like Antifa, basically they live there, so they're not... They're not good, but they're not quite as scummy. But so, uh, I think the Proud Boys, I mean, this is all from memory. You know, I read the Wikipedia thing. This is all from memory. So, basically, disregard everything I say. Don't ever repeat anything I say, because you'll probably be called out as a liar, justifiably. But anyways, I think the Proud Boys started maybe 2016 from New York. And there's this guy named Gavin McInnes. And he was one of the co-founders of Vice. Like, I think they have a, whatever, they had a magazine, they got a website. I think they have a TV show on HBO. And, like, at this point, like, right now, Vice is the most crazy woke left thing ever. But anyways, this guy, apparently he was one of the original founders of, like, hip, hipsterism in Brooklyn. And, like, skinny jeans. Like, it's this guy's fault. It's his fault that people wear skinny jeans. He did all that stuff in like the early 2000s, and I don't know if Vice kicked him out or he left. He's not part of Vice anymore. But um, after that, he's he's like kind of he does like because I've seen him. I've seen him give a speech or do an interview or whatever. And he's he tries to be kind of like a comedian slash political commentator, and he's pretty politically incorrect. You know, if you tell him you can't do any jokes about the Holocaust. Then boom, he's going to give you five Holocaust jokes right in return. So, you know, so I think, you know, people are like, you're anti-Semitic because we told you not to do that and then you did it in response. So I think he's not actually anti-Semitic, but people will call him that. And so anyways, as kind of a joke, he created the Proud Boys. I don't know, like maybe he gave a speech and he laid out, here's whatever, we're going to start a group and it's called the Proud Boys. And it's kind of comedy, kind of like... Kind of like Fight Club, if you've seen the movie Fight Club. And so, to start it off, he created um, four levels of being a proud boy. like Kind of like a video game. You can be a... Whatever. You can go from the first level up to the fourth level. And the first level is... you got to take some sort of oath. Now, they, they what they call themselves is Western chauvinists. They say that Western society is the best type of society... And, you know, I think a lot of people agree. A lot of black, brown, and Asian people across the world agree. Like, you know what, Europe? You got a pretty nice little country over there. I think I might move there. But anyways, in today's woke climate, that's considered racist. So are the Proud Boys racist? I think I'll say they're not. I'll tell you more about that later. But, the first, but you know, the number one thing, people are like, oh, if you say Western society is good then you're racist, and that's the first level, is you have to say, Western society is good, and pledge some sort of oath of being a proud boy. 
All right, bear with me. I'm going to say the oath here that they say, or tell you what it is in quotes. Something on the lines of, in quotes, I'm a proud Western chauvinist. I refuse to apologize for creating the modern world. Well, so you can see how well that goes over with some people. Uh, to the se uh, to become a second level proud boy, you got to get jumped in. And so they do, I mean, maybe you can do other pop culture trivia, but the one I heard is you got to like um, name, I don't know, five or ten um, sugar cereals while you're, you know, while the current proud boys kick your ass. Be like, lucky charms, punched in the face. Cinnamon toast crunch, kicked in the balls. But you can see how it's kind of a mixture of violence and then humor. And that's just, that's Gavin McInnes. He created this stuff. The third level is you have to get a tattoo and agree to not masturbate. And the fourth level is you have to get in a fight with someone. So, you know, I think the reason why a lot of Proud Boys are from out of town is the town they're in, they got no one to fight with. They can't get to level four. So Proud Boys will fly to Portland, Oregon and go find an Antifa thing and get in a fight with them. And then, you, then you're level four. I think that's it. Four levels. And then the Proud Boys have like a uniform. Um, it's like a black and gold uh, polo shirt. It's not polo or izod brand it's some other brand but anyways if you're watching uh, people fighting if you're watching these groups fighting antifa um if you see a black polo shirt with gold around the ends of the sleeves short sleeves or it, it had, i don't know the brand it's got like a big uh kind of looks like the firebird on a the firebird bird on the end of a, on a, you know an 80s pontiac firebird but anyways it's like a wreath gold anyway just black and gold you'll see it and i think they also wear red hats like probably originally saying maga or trump or something i don't know i don't know if they wear you know who knows what they say now that trump has lost quite a while ago all right so i went to the wikipedia page and you know the page is like the proud boys are a far-right group and they you know i think whatever they got a long article wikipedia's got a long detailed article and uh you know, basically every sentence is calling them far right. In my opinion, um, far right, that just means, you know, that just means someone you don't like. I don't like you, so I'm going to call you far right. You know, and with current current media and academia, whatever, that will hurt you. Being called far right will get you hurt. And, uh, and then they call them racist. That was the thing that I wanted to know. I'm like, are the Proud Boys racist? So I went to Wikipedia and I searched the page for racist. Or and racism, and the answer is there's a ton of people who call them racist. I mean, you know, every you know, New York Times, Washington Post, whatever, they'll all call them racist. I think they're you know, Washington Post cites New York Times to call them racist, and New York Times cites Washington Post to call them racist. So it's a lot of a circle jerk there. But uh, you know, Wikipedia is a little higher quality source. And long story short, Wikipedia says they're racist a little bit. It provides zero examples. Like, that's what I want to know. I want to see an example of someone who's racist. I guess one thing that happened was, so, like, early on, I forget the guy's name, some guy who's, like, a real white supremacist, a real racist, early on in the Proud Boys history, he joined the Proud Boys. 
And I think that's probably true. Like, if you are a white supremacist, you probably want to go join the Proud Boys. But, uh, whatever, they started getting some flack. I think the Proud Boys didn't know that he was crazy, or who knows? They, they would say they didn't know he was a crazy racist. And then when it was, you know, people were aware that, hey, you got a white supremacist in your group, they kicked him out. You know, I don't think that makes you racist. If a racist joins your group, and then you find out he's racist, and you kick him out of the group, I think that doesn't make you racist. But anyway, some people think it does. And then Wikipedia says the Proud Boys lawyer said something racist. They don't say what he said, so I don't know. I didn't go following, you know, I didn't dive that deep into it. So he said something racist. Who knows what that means? So one of the people said something racist one time. A high up guy, a lawyer. And I think maybe some Proud Boys went to the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. That's that famous one where uh, a schizophrenic man drove his car into a crowd of left-wing protesters and one one woman was killed, murdered. And that's basically, that's the thing that they, you know, that's the one where they said, Trump said there's fine people on both sides. And then his next sentence was like, and I'm not talking about the white supremacists, but the media's like, look, he loves white supremacy. Anyways, it's the one that uh, is misrepresented to show that a lot of people are racist when they're not. And, you know, basically what it is is that someone with schizophrenia drove a car into people. He wasn't part of the group. He just showed up with a car and drove into people. Anyway, so long story short, you know, if the Proud Boys are racist, I think Wikipedia put that shit right at the top of the article, and they don't. Like, if they had rock-solid proof, they don't. They got kind of tangential stuff, and mostly they just got quoting. You know, a lot of people are willing to call them racist, so that's just what you do. You just quote someone else who calls them racist, and then you can be quoted by someone else because you called them racist. Anyways, and they're a drinking club, so they like to fight, and they like to drink. And fighting, you know, in my opinion... See, the thing is, I like to watch Proud Boys kick Antifa's ass because I don't like Antifa. But also, violence is never okay. It's never the answer. So, I don't really... Whatever. I don't like the Proud Boys in all ways. I just like that one thing that they do to Antifa. And so to, uh, I talked about this in the initiation of violence thing, but what the Proud Boys will kind of do is they will, they'll look for a rally that Antifa is going to go protest against, you know, like they're like counter counter protesters. So you got some Christian group that's saying whatever, that's the protest. And then you got the counter protesters. That's Antifa. They come to protest at that Christian group. And then the Proud Boys would be like the counter-counter-protesters because they go there to get in a fight with Antifa. So who's to blame for that stuff? Well, anyone who does not peacefully protest is instantly to blame for everything. And, like, for instance, you know, I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter. They got thousands of black people murdered. uh, Tens of, well, yeah, maybe 10,000 shot. But, like, here's the question. If you go to, you know, back in the George Floyd days of 2020... Say you go out and do a peaceful protest during the day. And then at night, uh, the protest continues and turns into, you know, a bunch of violence. Maybe buildings are burned, people are burned alive, uh, all sorts of crap. Well, is that your fault? Well, probably not. Not if you left early. So, okay, whatever. You're still uh, hyped up about that George Floyd video. So you go out the next day during the day and you peacefully protest again. And again, that protest turns into a 
a bunch of violence, probably against uh, black businesses at night. Is that your fault? Well, you know what? It's starting to be your fault. Like, you know, maybe you're stupid and you don't realize, oh, every time I go to a peaceful daytime protest, it turns to it turns into a violent nighttime riot. So I guess I'll say, I'll give you two days. But if you go peacefully protest a third day and it turns into a violent riot at night, then you're just as responsible for that violent riot as all the violent rioters. I mean, everyone is responsible for that. It's like the, uh, if you drive the car to a bank robbery, yeah, and then, you know, and then, and then the, whatever, a security guard is shot inside the bank, you're a mur- murderer too because you are part of the robbery. And so if you peacefully protest in the day, leading to violent riots at night, yeah, you're the same. If someone gets murdered, you're a murderer. And so that's how it goes with, like, Proud Boy stuff. Uh, even if you don't throw a punch, if you hang out with the Proud Boys and they throw punches, then you're responsible for every punch. And if someone falls on the falls over from a punch and hits their head on the concrete and gets brain damage, then you're responsible for that brain damage. You should go to prison the same as all of them. So what's the worst stuff that the Proud Boys have done? I mean... It's hard to say exactly. Mostly they film, I don't know if they film themselves or they let people film them. You know, this is the modern, this is the modern day where everyone's got a cell phone. So a lot of the stuff that they do and Antifa, a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of stuff that everyone does gets filmed now. You watch these, you know, you'd watch like Black Lives Matter protests and it would just be a giant crowd of people holding up their cell phones. So anyways, there's a lot of footage of stuff. And so I know there's... Like, when the Proud Boys first started, there was an incident where they just, whatever, they got someone on the ground and they kicked that person until that person was seriously hospitalized. And it was filmed, and I don't remember how many Proud Boys went to prison, but uh, anyways, some of them went to prison. I think the person had a knife, but, you know, it's like, someone pulls out a knife doesn't mean that five people can now just kick the living crap out of them and possibly give them brain damage. Like, you know, depends on the state, but uh, I think that was in New York. So in New York, you're probably required to run away. You can't stand your ground. And you can't kick them once they're unconscious, which I don't know if they did that, but they probably did. And then there's another, basically, they did that there's there's two incidents somewhat like that, although I think only one of them led to like a lot of prison time. Like that was like the early Proud Boys. That one, the one I just mentioned, that's like when Proud Boys was a small group in New York. Anyways, I guess they didn't learn their lesson. The group kept going. And there was another incident like that, similar Washington D.C. I don't know if anyone ever got any jail time for that. And then I seen one in Portland. Like in Portland, it's interesting. Like I was watching a lot of. Proud Boy Antifa fight videos back in 2020. And you could kind of see the difference between the Proud Boys and Antifa. And it'd be like, Antifa, they got no qualms about starting the violence. You know I mean? That's what they're there to do. So they start it. They're not going to, like, hold off. They don't care. Basically, they don't care about their public image. But the Proud Boys, you know, just because everyone hates them and calls them racist, I think that's why. I guess, you know, that's a good thing. Call people racist and you get a, (laughs) you make people a little calmer. Anyways, they care about their public image. So a lot of times what they'll do is they, they wait like on purpose for Antifa to, you know, shoot, shoot the first paintball, throw the first uh, frozen water bottle, throw the first punch. Like I've seen videos where it's like a couple proud boys are holding back some real aggressive proud boy 
And they're like, wait, man, wait. We got to wait for them to throw the, you know, for whatever, for them to start it. We got to wait for them to start it. And the guy's like, I want to do it now. I want to do it now. And they hold him back. But sometimes they don't always wait. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that where they threw the first punch, too. At least one video in Portland where they did it like that. But like I said in the other, uh, my initiation of whatever, the violence podcast, uh, you can't really... You can't just be ready. You can't just like stand there with your arm cocked back, ready to punch the hell out of some especially smaller person than you because you know they're about to punch you. Uh, That's not acceptable. That's not moral. But that's kind of how they do it. I guess there you go. Proud Boys. Not moral, not acceptable. But still fun to watch them beat up Antifa. You know, something else. Like I've been watching these videos. You can go uh, Andy No. Check out his Twitter channel for... uh, videos of this stuff um i feel like you know since george floyd like basically black lives matter black lives matter made antifa way bigger than they really are i mean they like you know they it bulked them up they had huge crowds um and now that whatever apparently we solved all the problems that were related to black lives matter because no one's protesting anymore um there's less of the antifa people out there and it seems like maybe the the people on the right, whatever, they want to keep going. And so they're starting to win. They're starting to win. Basically, they used to be losing the fights, like totally outnumbered. They'd still go out and do it. And then the cops would step in. And now it's like, whatever, they're getting Antifa on the run. And, you know, and the cops will step in. All right, so this is uh, to respond to my buddy who was saying they didn't like the Proud Boys because they're out-of-towners. Talking about Portland, Oregon. Um, and be aware, Vancouver, Washington is a suburb of Portland. Portland's on the uh, edge of Oregon next to Washington. So there's another group. It's called Patriot Prayer. Um, and they're from Vancouver, a.k.a. Portland. And so they like to do the similar stuff, get in fights. They like to get in fights with uh, Antifa. Oh, I didn't mention. The Proud Boys have maybe 3,000 members in America, 6,000 even. I don't know. That sounds high, but maybe. Anyways, Patriot Prayer apparently has 15 members who live in Vancouver. But Oregon has other groups. It sounds like a lot of times they put the word Patriot. Patriot this, Patriot that uh, in their names. And what it is, is like Antifa is kind of a city group. And then in the suburbs, you get these, you know, not far right, but just on the right groups that hate Antifa. And so it's kind of city versus suburb, and so you don't need you don't need Proud Boys to come into town at all. I think you know most Proud Boys can't afford to fly there all the time to be fighting and staying in a hotel and fighting. So it's a lot of homegrown stuff. I mean, probably the vast majority of it is homegrown. You know, it's people who live in Oregon. And then I'll mention there's another group. It's called the Three Percenters or whatever. Anyway, okay, according to this guy, you know, he's on the left. Um, a three percenter is basically, at this point, it's a lifestyle brand. I looked up their logo. It's like a, it's the Roman numeral three surrounded by stars. You know, like stars trying to be like America. I don't know. I forget what three percent means. It's it's some sort of patriotic thing. But uh, there was like an NFL player who got drafted somewhat this year or last year and he had a three percenter tattoo and people got up in arms and they're like 
how the hell can you have a three percenter tattoo? Don't you know that's far right? Don't you know that's racist? Don't you know that's whatever? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? It's no big deal. And I don't know any of that stuff. So basically, it's like a lifestyle brand, you know, like wearing a... What it means is that you are... People think that it means, and I, you know, it means what you think it means. They think it means like uh, you're a patriot and maybe you're not like a pussy kind of conservative. You're a badass kind of conservative somehow. Probably just Trump related. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know anything about them other than they're a lifestyle brand. And then I have a buddy who's super, he's got long Trump derangement syndrome. You know, like long COVID where you get COVID and you're just sick for months and months and months. Well, my buddy has long TDS, long Trump derangement syndrome. And I know he hates the three percenters. I mean, he just said that once and I let it go because I don't know who the hell they are, but... This reporter who covers, whatever, Antifa fighting people on the right um, in the Oregon, Portland area, he says that he sees trucks, like where he lives in the suburbs, I guess, and he just see, he just sees people with trucks with a 3 percenter bumper sticker or stickers on their truck. And he sees it a lot, like not every one of them is driving downtown and getting in a fight, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like having a Nike not quite like having a Nike symbol on your truck. What's it like? I guess it's like having a Black Lives Matter thing on your truck. There you go. It's like having a BLM bumper sticker, and apparently it's somewhat common. I went on Amazon to see if they sell 3% stuff. They do. I'm not sure. I think maybe they suppress it or make it a little hard to find the items. You can get a t-shirt or whatever.